Famous dead people. It's time. Famous dead people. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. People you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous stories stuck in the heads. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century American actor and comedian famous for roles in Ice Cube's Friday series, The Tracy Morgan Show, and Vampire in Brooklyn, John Witherspoon. Bang, bang. Welcome, everyone. And American writer of weird fiction and horror, best known for creating the monster Cthulhu, H.P. Lovecraft. Make love, not craft. Uh, That was way too close. Mr. Lovecraft, (laughs) Mr. Witherspoon, thank you so much for being with us today on Famous Dead People. Oh, of course. We love to uh, make... Uh, love, but not craft. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm I'm super pumped to be on this show. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's start off with you, H.B. Lovecraft. So as mm. I mentioned in your intro, you were a writer of weird fiction and horror, uh, an example of which is your most famous creature, Cthulhu, mm. the giant man with the terrifying octopus face. Yep. Uh, in your writing was a lot of like, uh, the themes of like forbidden knowledge, like thing man was not meant to know this, or civilization under threat, the world will end unless we do this, or like the risks of science, like what happens when we start to unlock the mysteries of mm. electricity and bombs and whatnot. It's nice. Uh, now, obviously, I don't expect you to remember uh, uh, word for word one of your stories, or for you to write mm-hmm. a Lovecraft story right here in front of me. Hmm. But do you think I would that you like could to. give? Yeah. Like a quick outline of something that would be a Lovecraft story. Like what kind of characters do you have? What do they get into? What kind of weird so, horrors do they experience? A know? lot of my characters are based on people I knew. Okay. Oh. So Cthulhu is my father. What? What? Yeah. Wait a minute. What? Cthulhu was my dad growing up. And that like a demon? N- no, he was a human. <laughs> He had What was the how how does that translate then into the inspiration for the monster Cthulhu? If he's a person. Yeah. He's a regular sized person. We were at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. He actually used to work out a lot, you know? Mostly push ups. He had a big chest. Okay. Okay. Super jacked. Super Mm -hmm. jacked, but only in the pectoral regions. Kind of made the rest of his body look a little weird. (laughs) Okay. You know? So Uh, big top heavy guy. Yeah. Little legs. Little ass. Littlest ass. Oh no, no dunk. No dunk. No. Nothing in the back. Nothing in the back seat. And one day I tripped him. I like jumped in front of his feet as like a joke because his feet were so little. That mm-hmm, was like a joke mm-hmm. I had for him. And he fell into the octopus aisle, and he had a octo- octopus in his head. And you he saw... liked it so much that he never took it off. Just kept it right in there. Yeah, I get that. He loved the inside of that octopus. Wait, did it feel good, or did he like the way he looked with the octopus on his head? He claimed he liked the smell and texture of having his head <laughs> inside of an octopus at all times. Claimed? Do you not believe your father? I don't believe my father. That's really interesting. I don't believe a word of what my father says. I think he was a dumb man who couldn't get that octopus wow. off his head. <laughs> you got to respect your elders. You got to. I, I think so. At one point, that octopus rotted off his head, and he found a new way to get another octopus on his head. What do you mean? He he couldn't just like go to the store and buy an octopus to put on his head? No, it, like because we the octopus was getting so decrepit that we would start to see like little bits and pieces of his face through like holes of the octopus because it was just like deteriorating so bad. Mm-hmm. It's gross. It's gross. It's, it's, it sounds, sounds like it. It sounds it was, like he needs yeah. some lotion or something. He lost some, a, a lot salve, of skin maybe. underneath that octopus. He was pa- <laughs> he was so pale bef- like underneath that octopus. And he so was then, gooey. So then what happened once the original octopus started to kink to the point where it was no longer viable? He suddenly really wanted to go to the ocean that day, which <laughs> made no sense to the audience. Mm-hmm. Because the skin on his face got burnt immediately. But he went swimming, somehow came back with another octopus on his fucking head. Somehow. We'll never understand the magic. Oh, no. He's such an asshole. I don't, I don't like my dad. So yeah. he's Cthulhu. I understand that yeah. your dad was uh, institutionalized when you were pretty young. Uh-huh. Does that have to do with the... <laughs> he's still your father. Though. I called the police on him, dude. I was like, You called get, what? Because get, of the octopus? No, I fucking hated that guy. You just, so you just called him on them to call them. I said, bring this guy to the loony bin right now. I did know you, that's not super PC to say. Did you even say, <laughs> I know you're saying like maybe it wasn't because yeah. of the octopus. Like you just hated your dad in general. It's just that he did these push-ups all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And he started to push. the. So we lived on a five floor house. We were really mm-hmm. rich back then. Mm-hmm. And that's he true. Started, yeah. He, he, yeah. And he was pushing <laughs> on the top floor so that that floor was getting smaller and smaller. 
that my, doesn't seem physically possible. He was pushing it so hard that the floor was going down. So he was doing such ferocious push-ups that yeah. the fifth floor was encroaching on the fourth floor. Exactly. Wow. And That's one day, strong. one yes. day I woke up and my hair got chopped by the ceiling fan. Oh my god! It fucking I was so pissed. Now you said you so didn't, I called the loony bin on him and they took because, him away. Not because of the octopus that you did this, but yeah. when the loony bin people came over, right? Did you say, "Look, he's crazy. He's got an octopus on his head." No, I said, "Get him the fuck out of here." Have you Sorry ever if just I again. stopped to think that maybe he was doing this for you Ooh. as a father to a son? John Witherspoon, to... ex- expand on this. What, why do you think that a father would do this for his son? Because a father is trying to set a perfect example for your son. He wants mm. you to also be jacked. He wants you to go through life not looking at books and, and telling stories, but creating hearts and minds through pure strength, yeah. physical, physical through fitness. thickness. Yes. thick-chestedness. Two C's on that thick. Yeah. There's nothing you can do with a big chest. You can't open if the window, if there is a bed mm-hmm. in front of the window, your pecs no longer mean anything. That's not true. Yes, it is. That's not true. What the about the bed's high up? You can't get good leverage on the window. So what you need about, big, strong shoulders and forearms. What about if you have like um like uh, a door on your right yep. and a door on your mm-hmm. left, mm-hmm. and they're both really heavy, and you have to close them both at the same time right in front of your shoulders. face. That's shoulders and what? biceps. Well, what about when you're <laughs> laying in bed okay. and you put the laptop on your chest mm-hmm. and it's at a perfect height so you can type? Yeah, that's a good thing for a big chest. His chest was so big that his arms couldn't reach the laptop. Mm. Mm. What about if And that you, was a laptop. Though. What about if you're a contractor and mm. you just made a house where the fifth floor is too small and the fourth floor is too big so you have to physically push it down mm-hmm. that was a problem that we had push-ups too. the fourth floor was way bigger and that was the one i so wanted it was almost like he was solving the problem then. i didn't like it i like my high <laughs> ceilings as a five-year-old i liked my high ceilings okay. you know i like the way the noise just disappears but kind of bounces off so it sounds like an mm-hmm. echo the I worst do. acoustics i like it i really want to get into like the 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 feel the vibe of your stories mm. even we got off on a little bit of a tangent with your dad huh? and the octopus but let's go over to, to john witherspoon for just a moment uh so you are probably most well known for playing willie jones ice cube's father in the friday movies uh ice cube for those of you who don't who have not seen the friday movies in the first friday movie ice cube is carrying a gun because he's worried that the neighborhood drug dealer is going to try to kill him. And he gets his ass whooped. That's right. And you tell him to use his fists instead of a gun in that movie. Okay, now I am ashamed to say that I have not seen the other contributions to the Friday movie series, Next Friday, Friday After Next, Friday the Animated Series. Oh, yeah. And the upcoming... Friday the Animated Series? Friday the Animated Series. Yes, Wow. Okay. That's such a, like, build, too. (laughs) That's the classic build. Ace Ventura gets three movies and then an animated series. Facts, you know? facts, facts. <laughs> Maybe uh, it's just two. Right. So yeah, and then there's also Last Friday, which according to IMDb is coming out in 2021. Uh, so could you walk my audience through your character's contribution to those other Friday projects? Like what does Willie Jones do in like Next Friday, Friday After Next? Absolutely, absolutely. Series, Willie like Jones is the elder statesman of the community. Mm. I know everything that's going on. I know everybody's business. I Un- make it unofficial my... mayor. Yes, yes, mm. mayor, if you will. I'm. Uh, I make it my business to sit on my stoop and make sure I know everyone's business. Okay. So if you're running into trouble, I can help you. Willie if... Jones is going to take care of it. Yeah, yeah. I because because really, what I am is a community guy. Mm. I'm a community person. I love chopping it up with babies, adults. Especially single moms. All right, so let's single just moms. let's just go movie by movie. So mm-hmm. what's what do you do in next Friday? Like, how do you help Ice Cube or Chris Tucker or whatever? And and uh, next and next Friday, and next Friday the they're getting mm-hmm. into uh, Ice Cube and Chris Tucker's characters mm-hmm. are are scheming. They're they're big scheme. They're, they have hearts they're of gold, but they schemers. are schemers. Yeah. Mm. So they are trying to to get a to get a quick come up, trying to trying to uh, swindle their way perhaps into some real estate. Mm. Uh, me, as, on my vantage point, I'm I'm a father figure in and out of the movies. Mm. I really just like to, to, to lead, lead young men down the right path. So I, I advise them, hey, this is not the right thing to be doing. What you should be doing 
is going down straight and narrow, finding a, a, a regular degular job. Get a legit regular degular. job. Yes. Regular degular. <laughs> regular degular. Get, regular degular. Get you Singular dingular. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's a phrase I use sometimes. <laughs> but these these kids that they just want to sit around and they want it to come to they them. They want it to be fast and loose. Exactly. Mm. They want right. to hang on a stoop and just get the money. What about uh, Friday after next, the third film in the series? Mm. In the third film, I took a little step back actually. Ooh, really? Still the elder statesman. Still. Yeah knowing what's going on but in that my 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 role is more to pop out and add uh add a little sauce if you will to a scene Ooh, Ooh, so, so you're not trying to like give these guys good morals like mm-hmm. in the first two movies mm-hmm. in this one you're more of just like adding tags to yes, whatever the business yes. is for first two i'm very concerned about about their well-being in the third one you know i'm kind of kind of over it i tried with these boys <laughs> i tried so now only when they're in danger when they're when they're when they're getting ass beat, I pop out and I say, "You just got knocked the fuck out." <laughs> or, yeah. or I also pop out. One of my favorite things to do. I love food. I don't know about y'all. Oh yeah. But I, I I love food and I love what it does to my body, mm. and what it does to my body is cause violent diarrhea, if you will. <laughs> All so, food. You love that. Yeah, oh, I, that's you the best. That. I love it coming out and going in. Wow. So wow. do you, how is your hydration? <laughs> oh, I haven't drank water <laughs> in, in, in really? years. Really? Oh, my God. Because you're technically just draining yourself mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. water. That explains why you look so just uh, wrinkly Thin, yes. and, and uh, crisp. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, like a dehydrated piece of apple. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> all, all of my water really comes from grease and, <laughs> and oil Ooh, that's dripping off delicious. whatever I'm eating. So oh, wow. I'm banging down some uh, chicken tenders. So what does the food have to do with what you were doing in uh, in Friday After Next? Oh, and c- because in Friday After Next, I'm often in the bathroom dealing with this violent uh, diarrhea. So gotcha. one, of, one, of, one of my favorite things to do in that is mm-hmm. to come out of the bathroom and say, hey, you might want to give that like five or ten minutes. Classic. Nice. Don't go in there. Classic. Don't go in there. I love it. Is your diarrhea a lifelong problem or is it something that happens? It doesn't sound like it's a problem. It sounds like uh, this it's is the way. It's a bit of a problem. It's, it's like, like it's a gift, way. really. Yeah, it's he a wants gift? to live his life yeah. like this. Yeah. He what wants about... to be a having diarrhea American. Yeah. It's that, that's what it sounds like, at least. That's If I had a platform, that'd be it. <laughs> Wow. Okay. What is I'm your wrong. what is your um if you had to if you wanted to sell somebody on diarrhea versus mm-hmm. regular poop, what would what's your what's your elevator pitch? Why is it better in your reason opinion? one yeah. much much quicker. Okay. You don't want to be it? on the yes. You don't want to be. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> you don't want to be instead on the of, toilet all day. Instead of slowly yeah. massaging yes. a lump of poop out of your butt. Yes. I'm more talking about like you fill a bathtub up and then you uncork it and mm-hmm. that sucker just drains right out <laughs> of there. <laughs> That's me. I I, I I invented the one wiper. Mm. Aren't you also like a little bit sore? Like It is activating your bowels pretty violently to have that kind of diarrhea. And also like wiping all that, like that's Mm -hmm. maybe for you it's one and done, but for some of us when we have diarrhea, Mm -hmm. it's not just, you know. Yeah, that's triage. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens is over the years, you kind of Is your underwear just covered in shit? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. I go commando. Fair enough. First of all. Good, good, good. Can I see the back of your jeans really quick? (laughs) Absolutely not. Fair enough. Uh, so uh, actually, when uh, wiping is only a problem, maybe for the first two to four years of my life. After okay. that, I developed a very, very thick callus mm. on the, the outer rim of my asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and when you build that kind of callus, any kind of liquid just like it just repels off of there. Absolutely. It doesn't stick to calluses. Absolutely. I, I, be, I bet your father it's like had a, calluses it's like on his hands. Right guard? Scotch guard. It's like Scotch guard, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Scotch guard for your butthole. If you're just listening, this is Famous <laughs> Dead People. This is a classic example of an episode of Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are American writer of weird fiction and horror, H.B. Lovecraft. Make love, not craft, obviously. And 20th century actor and comedian famous for playing Willie Jones in the Friday movies, John Witherspoon. Bang, bang. How y'all doing? Now, let's go back over to H.P. Uh, Love Guy for just a moment. So we were getting into the inspiration for some of your characters, but mm. I wanted to know, like, like I wanted my listeners to have, like, a sense of what it was like to step into a, a an H.P. Lovecraft story. Right. And so if it helps, like, 
You know, there's uh, there's the shadow out of time. Okay, there's I can tell you about the shadow out of time. At the mountains of madness. Okay, I can tell you mm. about the mountains of yeah, madness. Yeah, what's it, what are these stories like? So these you know, are all the about that five-story home I was stuck in. All of the, all your stories are about that? Yeah. Interesting, okay. So it was a really big house, mm-hmm. and I loved being in it because I was super rich, so I'm like not going to leave that rich-ass house. Of you course. Know? Yeah, all not. the poor kids are going to see me. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would... and they are... Vicious. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. vicious. Four kids are so they don't have money, so they just spend all that time yeah. thinking of ways to rip into people. Right. You know, poor people. Scheming. Pe- poor Scheming. people on the subway, mm-hmm. they see you, they know exactly what your insecurity is. Yeah. And they let you know. Right. I did not work a day in my life. Mm. And I was so fucking rich. And then I got rid of my dad. <laughs> and then all that income just goes right in my pocket now. Because he's in the loony bin. How is he going to use it? Yeah. I mean, that you know? seems like a good scam for a while. But then your grandfather dies and his business goes kaput. And then right. suddenly you're poor for the rest of your life. Mm. You know? I remember that. That really sucked. <laughs> that really, really sucked. The day my grandfather died, you re- you five remember, seconds later. Yeah. You remember wow. it was un- for the rest of your life? Yeah, because I it was under it was as soon as he died, the business was under my thumb and tooth. You know what I mean? Mm, my yeah. thumb and my tooth. Yeah. That's the expression. And yeah. I accidentally bit a contract which lost us all of our money. Oh that's karma, no. man. That's karma. karma. And then Wait, that motherfucker did... John Rockefeller came in and took all my money. Son of a bitch. I know. The steel guy? That's how yeah. he made all of his money was waiting for people's grandfathers to die yeah. and then getting people to bite their contracts. Yep. Because you he know put contracts... it in a sandwich. <laughs> contracts have that clause where if they have bite marks in them yeah. they're void. He uh... gave me a big long hero sandwich. Do and I was not like I love this. Ever not a accept... not a grinder or anything like that. A what? A big a, a grinder? I didn't understand. Grind that word my sandwich? A grinder. Grinder is a long sandwich. Like it a sub. is? A sub, oh. a like a, sub like a hero hoagie. and a grinder and a hoagie. I've are all heard the same hoagie. Thing. I haven't ah. heard a grinder before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, huh. that's insane. Yeah. I don't ever accept a sandwich from John D. Rockefeller. Do, do not. No. Don't do it. Because no. it has don't a contract in it. And as soon as you bite that contract, that contract is void and he can steal your business. Yeah. So I ended up, uh, every time I wrote a book, it was from. Missing that rich ass house. Mm, you know what I mean, that I see. like really nice floor. Even though my fourth floor got pushed so tensely down. Now, these are horror and yeah. weird fiction stories. Is there yep. anything spooky in your yeah. house? No. Well, tell us about how it relates. My uh, so there's um, the mountains of madness. You yeah. said okay. So what had happened was that one of the basement floors had my grandmother's ashes in it. Yeah. Mm. It exploded. And I didn't realize how large of a woman she was. Uh. She left all huge, like piles upon piles of ashes. Okay. All in the basement. I had to abandon the basement. So that <laughs> is now the mountains of madness that I would call it. Because you would like go through these ashes. There would be full bones in there. Wow. wow. There were full bones in this ash. This is a woman that would not be burnt. Exactly. These bones survived. Exactly. And I later looked it up. And uh, apparently she was 5,000 pounds. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I, I learned something today. Cause, What's cause that? I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> think. I thought everyone's ashes was the same exact size. I, I didn't. In my head, the fatter and bigger you are, dude. Yeah. Oh, wow. That yeah. just goes to show the yeah. more mass you have, the more ash you have. Okay. Yeah. That's. Okay. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any ash in my bottoms, but. I sell you know crematoriums I mean? and that's what? our that's our tagline. Ooh. I sell machines that burn people, and our tagline is: "The more mass you have, the more ash you have." I I cool. can get down with that. I <laughs> would yeah. buy. Them. Uh, and I feel God bless you, H.P. Okay. Lovecraft. Thank you. you. Give us a lot of fun information about where the inspiration for your stories mm-hmm. are. Yeah. But I still don't think my listeners know what it's like to read <laughs> no. an H.P. Lovecraft story. What What are some okay, of the things so that happened to the characters? Okay, so there was also Shadows of Madness. Was that the other one? Uh, there was uh, <laughs> We had the, the Mountains shadow, of Madness and the yeah. Shadows of the Madness. Shadow mm-hmm. The Shadow Shadows out of Time. Shadows out of Time. Okay, mm-hmm. so that one was my grandfather's clock. Okay. Which was a grandfather clock. You're saying okay. this is the inspiration for that story? Yeah. What happens in the story? Okay. What happens? So, the inspiration came. No, what happens you open, in the story? You open the door. What the to the activ- cl- what's, what's the plot the bo- what, of the story? Can you take me through like a table of contents? Yeah. 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 So, uh, you open up in my house. We had this grandfather clock. I think we just, John, I think we just have to let this happen. You open it up, <laughs> and there's that like swinging pendulum inside. Yeah. It's like a bibliography. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly that. And uh, there was that swinging clock thing, you know, the pendulum. Mm-hmm. And the thing took my dick clean off. The, your grandfather's yeah. clock. Yeah. In the story. In real life. In real life. IRL. IRL. It sliced your dick off. Yeah, it sliced H. the Lovecraft. head and dick and tip and midway of my dick oh, right no. off. Wow. 
I'm lying. It took the whole thing off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have nothing. Cauterized. Yeah. No, no D. No, just like half a ball. That is left. very wow. interesting. I can't wait to yeah. get to your uh, how that relates to the things that happened in Shadow your Shadow at a time. Shadow at a time. Yeah. That's the plot of Shadow at a time. I is opened just up. a man who gets his dick cut off by a grandfather uh, clock? Five years old. Five years old. Yeah. A five-year-old boy who gets his dick cut off by yep. a grandfather wow. clock. Yep. By the pendulum of a grandfather clock. Yep. I think that's as close as we're going to get to H.P. Lovecraft telling us the plot. I did tell you the fucking plot. What's your problem? I think Let's I just want to know what happened. Let's go. I told you over. what happened. I got my five-year-old dick clean cut mm-hmm. off. Let's go over to uh, John Swinging Pen- Thank you. for Thank just a you. moment. So you were born in Detroit in 1942. You were Absolutely. one of 11 children. Holy shit. And you started acting because your older brother was taking an acting class. You decided you would try it as well. The acting coach put you on a comedy show. Uh, th- sorry, the, the acting coach, he put on a comedy show once a year and he convinced you to give it a try. Now, the story that I heard is that you had never done comedy before. Nope. And you told him that you didn't know how to do comedy, but he convinced you to give it a try on this show. Having never done comedy before, what did he say that made you, that convinced you, that was like, maybe, even though I've never done this before, I can do a good job with this? Well, I, I, I didn't want to do it at first. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is not my thing. I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You but thought you were going to be more of a serious actor? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I looked, I looked at the pictures. I looked at, uh, at, 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 at the, the talkies. Mm-hmm. And and what and what I saw from that was like I can be those guys. There's nobody up there that looks like me. There's nobody that has my swag. Mm. I need to bring this to the big screen. Yeah. But I didn't know what my approach I'm be is. Be the next Brando, man. Exactly. Yeah. I, I I saw these guys chewing cigars and said I I could I could do that. Okay. I could I could steal a scene. All right. Yeah. You meant Dio Brando, right? What's up? You meant Dio Brando? Who's Dio Brando? Jojo villain. From JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, no, I am unfamiliar. I'm sorry. Okay, fair enough. Sorry, HP Lovecraft. No worries. <laughs> I love anime. Okay, what can I say? <laughs> That's actually that tracks. Yeah. That really tracks. Really? Nice. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, okay, so John Witherspoon, you're saying <laughs> this yes. acting coach though is like, you gotta do comedy. How does he convince you? Yes, he's mm. trying to he's trying to get me to comedy, and and what he says would would uh, brings me over the edge, and he's like, you have ten siblings. There is no way you can survive in that household if you are not funny. Because mm. there's just mm. not enough food to go around, right? So you got to be funny. This is what your food. acting coach told you? Yes. You my acting coach. funny in order to eat in your family? My acting coach, he, he kind of served as like a, a, a stepdad kind of kind of role. He was, he was like he an uncle. family really stepdad. well. Yeah, yeah. He, he was he, he, he knew he knew my mom too well, I, I would say. Ooh, personally. okay. Mm. So like then, that. so he, so that convinces you, like, yeah, I guess I am funny if I've survived. Yeah, I just started know. think, I just started thinking back, uh, and and uh, of of my big brother Devon, and and just going like, man, I'm funnier than this guy. Mm. I'm funny. I'm funnier than I, I I see I see Sherry at the table every day with her <laughs> with her with her dumb head, and I and, and in my and in my head, I'm like, wait, that's kind of fun. That's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I chopped these guys up at the dinner table. All the time. So okay. maybe if I can turn that towards the audience, I got the I got some natural just kind of magnetism. Maybe I'll just be funny. Maybe I'll just be funny. Maybe. What? What? Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. what burns did you give your family? Oh like, man! What did you, oh man! What did you dish out. For, let me tell you about my uh, third brother, Israel. Israel. <laughs> this guy. I don't know why. That- <laughs> this guy was a blind bat. I'm really? telling you. I am telling you. You could have you 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 put you put him in a room, full lights on, and this dude would be running into the walls. And I'm like, you 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 are, <laughs> and you made fun of him. Absolutely. If you had again again, if you had any sort of of thing that we could take advantage of, that would move you up the tier. Mom mom and pop pop, my acting coach, they would have a, a hierarchy at the dinner table. And it would rank everyone, and that was the 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 order you got to eat. Mm. So you had to take care of any advantage. Just if you mm. were super funny, you would get to eat earlier. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, according to the story, you crushed. Yes. Absolutely. On this show, having never done comedy before, what would your act? How did you, how did you get up on stage and destroy? Having never done it before. Well, I I talked about what I know. I t- I talked about big booties. I talked about family values. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about uh, some, and I threw some bathroom humor in there. I so mean, I, you have to. <laughs> I, Big you booties, have to. family, 
Family values. Is that it? Yes. Family okay. values. God, I'd love to hear one of your family values bits. Do you, I, I don't yeah. want to put you on the spot. No, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's all good. I obviously, I, you know, I know that stand up as a stand up myself, mm-hmm. I know that stand up is not really made for small groups like this. Mm. So mm. if you want to just like tell us the gist and yeah, you know, yeah. be like set no, a punchline, no, we'll I, tell I, you if it's funny or not. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I have it. Uh, I actually have it. Tell etched. us a joke. <laughs> you, Do I, an improv right now. <laughs> Sorry, go on. No worries. No so this worries. is one of your family values bits. Family yeah. values. Mm-hmm. This, this is uh, a lot of my family value stuff is based upon mom. So. The mm. mom dukes would come back from work, long day at work, mm. and she and she puts her dogs on the table, puts a, just lifts lifts these big old feet, mm-hmm. rests them on a table, and uh, and me and my brothers and sisters were like, Mom, why 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 are you doing this? We need to we, we need to get dressed and and ready for bed. <laughs> and she looks at us <laughs> and she says, Well, these dogs need to eat, so these dogs are gonna eat. <laughs> And and what I did, I stressed that gonna mm-hmm. because I knew from from watching uh, from watching Brando, watching the greats, watching Sinatra, watching these guys up there. <laughs> I knew it really doesn't matter what you say, but it matters how you say it. I see. So a I lot, can, of, I get it. Yeah, like, a lot I of my early funny material is, was you know? just was just everyday occurrences similar to 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 this guy over here's grandfather mm-hmm. clock stuff. Yeah. I was just taking what I was seeing every day and putting it out there with a little flavor on there. Yeah. And, and I, I also appreciate like the positive message of yeah, that story, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like you can tell that story has good family values. Yeah, it did. 100%. Absolutely. So did she put food on her feet when she talked about her dogs needing to eat? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So that was so, a bit of an open <laughs> hole that I was really curious about. Well, that's that's my bad. Apologies. So so if, and if I'm I could assuming further, she would put food on her feet and go yum 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 yum. Absolutely. <laughs> so so what happens is we only had uh, nine plates in the house. <laughs> oh, I forgot there's so many kids. And so there's a, you got eleven kids. You got mom. You got pop pop. And you got yeah. the acting coach. Mm. And it's tough. Mm. It's You're tough. feeding the acting coach. Yeah, of he course. was. He was. He's. He, hey, he taught me out to shoot hoops mm. Mm. since he seems like he was a really good role model yes uh we've got to go to break pretty soon but i want to go back over to hp lovecraft for just a moment so uh when your dad gets institutionalized yeah. your mother according yeah. to the wikipedia mm-hmm. starts to dote on you to a fault quote pampering you and never letting you out of her sight is mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. wow. yes she did yeah tell me a little bit about that uh, we got about a minute before break tell shit. me about there was so much pampering yeah uh, well, what did your mom do she gave me a million kisses every <laughs> single day wow <laughs> she gave me lots and lots of tight little hugs we snuggled in bed you guys we had a sleep few in real the same, awkward what you said slept in the same bed together uh-huh for until how long uh 27 until you were 27 wow. years old yeah then she died and oh, then uh, in the bed yeah. What? In the bed? Yeah, I woke up one morning and she was a skeleton. How long? (laughs) Just straight. Yeah. Wow. One day I was spooning a skeleton. I was like, holy shit. You went to sleep with an alive mom. Yeah. You woke up next to a skeleton. Yep. She was... Honestly, that's a very... H.P. Lovecraft Yeah, story. did you put that into a story? Some <laughs> yeah. flesh-eating, like, Yeah, I, that was definitely a good story at some mm-hmm. point. I oh. think it was... Um, Cthulhu story. That was in, in Call of Cthulhu? Uh, yeah, 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 The Call of yeah, Cthulhu. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great I one. I was spooning my mom. <laughs> okay. And uh, usually I'm Little Spoon, but today I was Big Spooning. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and she was just a skeleton with a wig and wow. a purse. <laughs> no, it wasn't her hair. It was, it was as with though somebody... She had a purse yeah. so that you knew it was mom. She was there a full work outfit in a skeleton. We have got to take a short break, unfortunately. But we'll be right back with John Witherspoon and H.P. Lovecraft on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends, all that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioForBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out. 
out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JaredBarrington.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are American writer of weird fiction and horror, best known for creating the monster Cthulhu, H.P. Lovecraft. Ah, uh, yes, make love, not craft. And 20th century actor and comedian famous for roles in Ice Cube's Friday series, The Tracy Morgan Show, and Vampire in Brooklyn, John Witherspoon. Bang, bang, good to be here. Let's go back over to uh, John Witherspoon for just a moment. So, Absolutely. Uh, you decided to give comedy try in L.A. So you get in your car, mm-hmm. and you just drive. You just drive to Los Angeles. You have a friend that convinces you to stay in Las Vegas for a month just to see what the comics there are doing. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it was terrible. Okay, so yeah. So so what do you see when you arrive in Vegas? Are you inspired? Are you deterred? Does it change your act it, at all it, to see these comics These guys, were, they were working out of like a shantytown or something. It, mm. it, the, 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 the stage there was probably the most uh, decrepit thing I, I've ever seen. Hmm. I, I, I was expecting some, some, Glitzy, some big glitz. Yeah, mirrors look, look and like lights. Egypt or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it did not. It was, a, it was a terrible looking theater there. Was this on the strip, on the, on the Vegas strip? This was right on the strip, right wow. on the strip. It was, it was Bellagio and then it was Tony's Eat and Beat. Tony's <laughs> Eat and Beat? Is it Wait, beats? is that where the comedy was? Eat and beat? Yeah. The eat and beat. Okay. Yes. So this place had comedy? Yes. <laughs> High profile comedy? Wait, did it have comedy or was it was it ex- exclusively a comedy club? The it was a beat. comedy club. The Eaton Beat was a comedy club. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. You could get food. You could get food. You could get some apps. They, mm-hmm. they, had, they had a decent potato. That's thing, the actually. E part of yes. Eaton Beat. Right. I thought it was beats for a, a second. Mm-hmm. No, it was singular. Okay. Yeah, beat. Is it beat like you would beat your leg you're laughing so hard? Exactly. Uh, like when you're howling, you're just slapping that knee. Gotcha, and just, gotcha. Yeah. That so you go doesn't there. quite convey over the name. Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense. <laughs> Especially if there's like a graphic of somebody like yeah, eating with one hand there's and a gr- yes. laughing the with the other. The beat sounded like... <laughs> You got to run out as soon as like or you eat and beat it. Yeah, you eat and be, like you don't pay or something. No, you get you got Tony and make you pay. Yeah, yeah. Tony's gonna make you pay. Tony's Tony. a big guy. It's, yeah. it's 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 hard to make him laugh, but but he has a good he has a good heart. He's got he's you know yeah heart of gold. Big guy with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. So so you see like uh this this venue yep. is like falling apart. And like what does that affect how you're gonna gonna try your craft in L.A. Does it what would you learn from that experience? Yeah, yeah. I, I learned that I'm at this point, I'm just starting in my career and I'm thinking, hey, you should work your way up the ladder just like you have been doing, just like how you've been beating all your brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. But I get there and I think to myself, I think I'm better than this. I've mm-hmm. I've only done three sets at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, did the, I did the intro with my acting coach, and right. I did two more sets to follow that. All right. And I and I and in my heart of hearts, I knew I was ready for the big leagues. Like right. I'm great. Yeah. Already, I'm great. Even though it sounds like one of these sets was a practice run. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well. Yes. You didn't well, do it in front of a crowd. One, one, one of the sets was was at home at the dinner table okay. in front of my mom. And the other one was the, the acting coach getting me to do that. Uh-huh. And then the third one was actually on the car ride to Tony's <laughs> Eat. You were just doing your act in the yeah, car. Yeah, I was just running it by, uh, running by my that friend. That counts as the sets. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> but after that, I had enough skills built up within me. And I knew, like, and after seeing the stage and, and the outfit, Tony, great friend of mine. He was a great dude, great mm-hmm. food there. But I just knew I'm. I, I can't I'm hang with this. these guys. I'm better than this. Better. Now, oh, yeah. unfortunately, I heard huh? that you got stuck in Las Vegas for six months because you lost all of your money gambling. Is that right? Yes. You yes. You had to stay there for six months. Now. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I while I do love Tony, he is also a bookie. 
Mm. And when when we came in there, he had a heart of gold, though. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> very very simple. We cannot stress this enough. <laughs> yes, he had a heart of gold, man. He, he had a heart of gold. Las Vegas for six months. Yes, he would he heart would he would yeah. keep heart giving you and giving you and giving you because he because he wants you to win. That mm. like I I I took him give, putting me further into debt as wanting me to eventually succeed so so we ran into some trouble he took us to the casino <laughs> I, I ended up being about roughly a hundred and twenty thousand dollars in debt that's rough you know and this this is this how is, did you eventually get out of that hole because you did move to la six months after you got there out you got to vegas how did you eventually afford to leave I actually started working there as a prep cook. Oh, so you just got a job? Yeah, so you- yeah, <laughs> yeah. He actually <laughs> apparently his whole staff is people that he had swindled just to get a job, and yeah. then you could make. <laughs> this is this is this is what I try to impart to my boys on Friday. Just right. get just get a just get a regular regular job. job. I mean, the, the economy is so much different now. Yeah, like you can't get a job now. No, no it's and impossible. then get out of poverty. No, and no, fight no, no, your no, way no. out of Las Vegas. No, it was just different in the nineteen it, early it 1970s, was it was 60s. I was making maybe three thirty an hour, Ooh, and and I was killing it. 3.30 an hour. Yeah, $3.30. Oh, I thought it was yeah. $330 an hour. That I mean, was if Tony was pulling in that. Yeah. If you, we're just going to wow. do some quick calculations here. If you, mm-hmm. yeah, just on in, in, uh, in you know, 2020 money, mm-hmm. you know, 3.30 an hour is like, it uh, looks like it's $48.75 an hour. Cool. Yeah, just inflation. Man. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. To- that was to- a good job back then. I will say Tony paid us a fair wage. Mm-hmm. I, that's nice because Tony does not sound like he has a heart of gold at all. Just based on the the information that you're getting about Performers him, performers come there. Mm-hmm. They say they're in trouble. He takes them to a gambling center. Yeah, to get that. out of trouble. That that's not how it works typically. He takes your bet. I, I've never seen him uh, break anyone's knees that wasn't like totally asking yes. for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's asking for it? Now let's go over to. <laughs> Uh, H.P. Lovecraft for just a moment. Okay. So uh, at the age of eight, you took a keen interest in the sciences, yes. examining anatomy mm. books e and learning yep. the on. specifics of human reproduction before it had been explained to you. Right. You said later that that experience, quote, virtually killed your interest in the subject. Wow. Mm. So because you learned the mechanics of human reproduction, it turned you off of sex. Is that right? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and so obviously <laughs> you had already... Sliced your Chops peener off. Yeah, 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 that peener with is gone. Grandfather clock. That peener is with my wiener. Same thing. They're both the same. Oh, my oh. peener and Are my wiener. Are you referring to a which is the same uh, thing. wiener dog that you buried? And so you're saying that's your peener what it is was. <laughs> okay. There was a day <laughs> I was really confused I'm and so I buried a could, hot dog. I'm so glad I could remind you of what you meant. Of course. Mm-hmm. Love there was a day I was really confused. I don't know what happened. I buried a hot dog. I cooked it up, put ketchup on it. I buried it. You buried it. And while I was trying to bury it, I realized, ah, oh, shit, this is where I also buried my dick. Oh, no. My I peener's know. with my wiener. And my wiener is with my peener. Gotcha. They kissed and I just buried them back where I found them. But you're saying that learning about the mechanisms of sex, in addition to not having a penis. <laughs> have, I, have I answered one of your just questions? Learning, oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I've got faith. Just want to know what this yeah, book is Yeah, we just want to know what these books are that's, about. That's all I want to know. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. So just seeing what it looked like turned you off of sex. Yeah. So I even if never, you had a penis, yeah. you wouldn't have been interested because mm. of what you read. And I was horny as a... As a, as a um, is it someone who's really dicks? horny. What? Dog with three dicks. That's the expression that I've always that's used. Cerebus. <laughs> that's Cerebus. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, Cerebus. Study a little Greek mythology. Horny as Cerebus. It's literally called Cerebus because also the DMC3 boss, which is a three-headed dog, is mm-hmm. also called Cerebus. Well, yeah, three heads, three yep. penises. They're both called Cerebus? That's not trademarked? They're not it's different just, it's animals. The same, it's same the same animal. being. If a dog has three heads, he obviously has three penises also. No. Okay. To and lick, that is to lick just all of his a balls. Cerebus, no matter yeah, what you look at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised you don't know this, H.P. Stop Lovecraft. fucking yelling at me. <laughs> I do know that. I know it. So I clearly were, know it. You were super horny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy horny. Horny is a Cerebus in heat. heat. Mm-hmm. While another Cerebus is like, you Oh, jeez. With her three vaginies. Hello, nurse. nurse. That's right. God, I'd love to see those 269. And so that <laughs> would then lead to my book. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Desert of Madness. Ooh, oh, yeah. I like that one. That's yeah. good. Because they rolled around so much. Were you? Did did this book kill huh? your horniness, or were you still horny but just not interested in sex at all as a way to relieve the horniness? I was really, 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 really horny, and there was kind of nothing. And I didn't really want to have sex anymore, so I had to figure out what to do with my horniness. Mm. So I uh, acted like a pencil was my wiener. Okay. And I pretended like my books was somebody else. And so I put like a wig on the book. So would you do like Not a sex motion what? with a pencil in the book? The pencil or would be would, between or my would legs. Just write hmm? stories, and that was what sex was. The stories were a byproduct of me trying to hump a book with an with a pe- with a pencil wiener. So you're trying to okay. do sex, and then yeah. when you would be finished, you yeah. would open and pages and pages of material had been shadows written. of. Um, <laughs> A shadow was the there. Shadow out of time. Shadow out of time was there. At the mountains of madness. At the mountain. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. And they had all of the story. I was even like, wow. And I even talked about all the shit about like cutting my wiener off in the mm-hmm. clock tower. Mm, interesting. Clock. Grandfather that is clock. a lot. Uh, I heard a lot of famous actors have that had that method really? of putting a putting a pencil between their legs like a wiener. Yep. And then uh, making love to blank pages. And then that's how the story, I think that's how uh, Hemingway did it. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty wow. sure that's how Hemingway did Yeah, he was really annoying. Yeah. Oh, you carry, knew Hemingway? Yeah, I did. He carried around grenades everywhere he went. He was a hunter. <laughs> he was Military strapped. guy. He yeah. was strapped. He was one of those guys where I think wanted to write and do stuff, but like. Okay. Didn't also want to be called like a baby, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. um, I play, uh, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, dude. Let's you know. uh, let's go back over to John Witherspoon for just a moment. Absolutely. So, I heard you tell some stories about working at the comedy store uh, when you get to Los Angeles, when Richard pa- Richard Pryor would pop yes, in, yes, and you yes. guys knew each other really well. Yes. Richard Pryor. Richard yep. Pryor that would was pop my in man. The store that was all the my time. Man. He's fun. Now, uh, while you're working there, you would you would have to work really hard to try to get him to do guest spots mm. at the store. Yeah. He's already super famous. You wanted it to be like the people that were at the show would be mm-hmm. really excited to see Richard Pryor. They would tell their friends like, hey, Richard Pryor, stop by. And then maybe more people will come to the comedy store. Yeah. But he would just be there drinking and hanging out. And you would have to convince him. You'd have to goad him into getting up there. Is that right? Yes. Uh, you you, you, you got to remember back then, this guy, Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. was just at the height. So he was just a sex mm-hmm. god. So mainly my job was to get him on stage and away from any anybody near him. Wait, otherwise he would just do sex? Is that yes, what you're saying? Yes. Yes. At mm. or around them. Interesting. That 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 was we we had we had a booth, a booth uh towards the right side of the stage that just marked Richard over there. Mm-hmm. And if and it was kind of like um it was kind of like the splash zone in Gallagher. Like you, you, you bought when you bought your ticket, you had to sign a little NDA, a little waiver because if you, you go knew, into Richard's area. Yeah, he's gonna have sex with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a possibility. So we, this we didn't wasn't you didn't want to see Richard Pryor on stage because he was an incredible comedian, mm-hmm. or that he would bring in more business, mm-hmm. or he would add uh, cred to the comedy store. Mm-hmm. You just wanted to keep him from doing sex on people. Yes, yes. Uh, believe me. I, I mean, he is definitely one of the funniest. Funniest humans great I've ever comic, seen. Great comic. But mm. this, but this guy would would walk into the comedy cellar. I'm a, I'm upstage trying to trying to host a show, and this guy walks in. He's got no pants. He's got shoes that are untied, yeah. and he's got a tie untied on. Untied shoes. That pisses me untied off. Untied shoes. He had this the same pair of loafers that he would wear, and I'm like, Richard, just tie your shoes. It's like I ain't got no time for that, baby. Mm-hmm. That was all he would say. Wow. What Too was the shirt fucking. situation? Again? What was the shirt situation? The shirt, uh, it was just a tie. Just, just a, a tie. tie. Yeah, yeah. No was... pants, no shirts. No shoes. He had a tie. Yep. Long black socks. Untied shoes. Long socks. Long black socks. <laughs> <Cassidy>. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Thigh highs. Thigh high socks. Those look good on dudes, man. That is so sexy. <laughs> they look That's so, so hot. Good on dudes, yeah. I would not be able to stop myself from having sex with Richard Pryor. I mean, yeah. honestly, in that getup. He he was a giving audience sex. member. He 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 supported yeah. the younger guys coming mm. up. He was a great person to have. Yeah. But you couldn't really put him. 
on your flyers and posters because you didn't you never know what you were gonna get. That's right. With this guy. I had now, sex with Richard Pryor. Did you? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I held onto his socks while he fucked me. <laughs> no way. Yeah, no and way. I was able I to mean, get them all the way up to his butt. <laughs> <laughs> he was a very flexible man. That yep. means so, he trusted you. I met yeah. Ernest Hemingway and I met Richard Pryor. And you had sex with Richard Pryor. Yep. Go on. Now, what were some <laughs> of the tactics? That, Brando? What were some of the <laughs> tactics that you used? Yeah, Brando. To convince Richard Pryor to get up on stage, what were some of the ways that you used to be like, I here here's how I'm going to convince him. Here's how I'm going to mm-hmm. trick him. What was yeah. the method? Well, the, the first thing I would do, I would take a, a, a cardboard cutout, um, like you would see at like Six Flags or something, where where you put your head in and you can uh, and and you would be to pretend to be that character, and it would just be uh, indiscriminate booties, just uh, mm. stacked on upon each other, like a, sort of like a nesting doll situation. Mm. And right in the middle was a, was a place where you could put a face. Mm-hmm. So mm. I would try to host through that and try to attract Richard through the stage, like uh, you know, like, like a, look at all these butts. Look at all these butts, because I was butts. I was his jam. All of these butts. If you just get up on stage, Richard Pryor, mm. and 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 it it works sometimes. Some. <laughs> Sometimes he would. So more than once it worked. It, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you kept to it. I, 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 if it, if it works once, I gotta give it at least another try. And and you know he would he would pop out of his little corner like 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 a snake in a right, like a little snake charmer. Once before, yeah. but it might be real this time. And once he's up there, he is obligated. Obligated like, two to, hours. to to do a set. Yeah. It's it's hey, it, it, yeah, you didn't hear it from me, but I I think he's, I think it might be some sort of pact that he made with with maybe one of your your demon forces over over there, Lovecraft. Ooh, that the? whenever he steps on a stage, yeah. this guy's got to do a set. He's, he's got to do, do a set. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. Wow. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is famous dead people on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guest in the studio today are 20th century actor and comedian famous for playing Willie Jones in the Friday movies John Witherspoon. Bang, bang. And uh, American writer of weird fiction and horror, H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, right. Lovecraft and war. What a great fit. What a great fit. Let's go back over to H.P. Lovecraft for just a moment. So you first gained recognition as a writer after being noticed for your many letters to the editor of various Pulp magazine. You're talking to me? Yeah, that's right. Okay. In 19, <laughs> in 1911, you started writing these letters complaining about the content of the magazine. This eventually sparked a feud between you and a writer named John Russell, right? Uh, who was a pulp and fiction writer Were you as well. a troll? Was You're I, basically trolling. That's yeah. what it sounds like to me. This is basically trolling, yeah. Okay. This was... Tr- uh, uh, the this was not, early 1900s version of trolling. I am not a liar. Okay. I am not a liar. I'm not a crook. I tell the truth every single time. Can you I put try- your peace signs down? Yeah. Sorry. Go down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's my favorite president, uh, yeah. Richard Nixon. So you are so and, you are yeah. writing all these letters criticizing yeah. the content of these pulp magazines. So it's You're be- saying I'm just telling the truth. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's mm-hmm. just that it was so boring. You know, I would read these fucking magazines. And I'd be like, yawn. I would pass out. I'd wake up and a dog would be eating my ass, you know? <laughs> so I would be like, I, these are the worst things I've ever read. It's so lazy. And I don't boring. know if you can say, I don't know if you can fault the magazine for that. What part, do you mean? For the dog eating your butt yeah. part. It's just, I fell asleep. And when I wake up, if you make me fall, I, I'd be reading these at a bus stop, you know? I'd be waiting yeah. for the bus. They're so fucking poor now. And then I'd fall asleep. I'd wake up. A dog would remove my belt, pull mm-hmm. my pants down to my ankles, and be eating my ass. No tongue. Eating my ass. <laughs> was your ass like calloused at this point, or no? Yeah, he didn't have constant oh, okay. diarrhea. I have constant diarrhea, John like Woodspoon. you. Okay, yeah, it's a real shame. So, what were sort of some of the things that you and John were writing back and forth to each other yeah. as like digs or burns or you know so continuing this feud? I would send him a picture of the dog that just ate my ass when I passed out, and I would also send him the places that I would fall asleep trying to read these fucking magazines because I was staying true. You know what I mean? I'd read it. I'd pass out in a pet store. I'd wake up and a fish would be in my ass eating my, a goldfish would be deep eating my butt. So lots of different animals are fish pulling my pants. Yeah. I put on suspenders Mm because I was like, this is a problem. And they would find a way to get my suspenders off. Fish are slippery. Yeah. Fish are fucking slippery. They they are. So so you're sending him pictures and you're telling him about what's happened. Yeah. So then what does John write back to you? He writes back, maybe you should stop reading the magazine if you're just going to fall asleep. In front of animals that are, for whatever reason, obsessed with your ass. And then what did you say? 
I said, fuck off and fuck you. And I wow. said, go kill yourself. And I said, wow. you're a liberal cuck. And I said, wow. and, I said um, and then you drew a little Pepe. Pepe yeah, the frog. I drew a little Pepe the frog. You were a troll. And wow. then I would post this like Russian link. Okay. That would send your votes to Vladimir. Okay. Sounds fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, and then oh, I'd be like Trump 20 something. Now, it's funny you should say that because yeah. a lot of your complaints tended to have a little. Uh, a little sousson, a little sprinkle of racism mm. in them. Yeah, I was racist. What's the uh, big deal? So, for example, you complained about the characters in these pulp stories, quote, having the delicate emotions proper to Negroes. Wow. Uh, this is just one of a dozen wow. of examples of you being racist. Yeah. So when John would respond to your letters, did he ever take umbrage with the racism specifically? Did he ever mention it? or He said you should really calm down on those politics. That's mm -hmm. kind of like below you okay and i would say it again and then i would point to a squirrel that had its mouth full of nuts but also just ate out my ass because i fell asleep mm -hmm. trying to read about that story and maybe if your stories were more racist i wouldn't fall asleep i did say and that get my diff different animals to eat my butt i did say that yeah. and he said please 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 never talk to me again wow i find it very uh I, I, I am I am not surprised that this is the writing that got you the success that you enjoyed in your life. I loved my success. This is what started your career. Yeah, wow. these, being racist. Yeah, these saying, racist. All, those, all those books I read mm. and, and I pictured myself in the story. Mm. I, I, I put myself into that character. That wasn't me. That was not you. Wow. <laughs> and in fact, I think wow. I would have in every single mm -hmm. like story, mm -hmm. the guy would be like, I'm the protagonist. I'm a white man. And then he wouldn't have any more lines for like a long. So I, I read mm. that as the right man. And you oh. read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read the word. I read the word. I read that W and that H, and I I thought it was an R and an I. You thought it was right. Yeah. Correct yeah. man. Yes. Uh, we've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> no. That's pretty regular. Let's go back over <laughs> to uh, regular Degular. Let's go back over to uh, regular Degular John Witherspoon. That's me. Uh, and I want to thank you for being um, for being open to being and hanging out with me, a racist. With a racist, that's yeah. very it's very cool of you. I, this is this is where I came from. This mm -hmm. is uh, in the, in that eleven kids, yeah. nine of them were racist. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't condone racism. No, I do. Sorry, I just want to be on the record for that. Liberal cock. Uh, but uh, so John Witherspoon, you did some uh, you did some straight acting as well. Yep. Uh, I was surprised by how many police dramas. You had parts in, considering that you were mainly a comedian, uh, like your first television appearance was on the 1970s television show Barnaby Jones, mm -hmm. playing a camp counselor for drug-addicted youths. Was this part funny, or was this like a serious part? I tried to make it funny. I, okay. I tried to... The, the, the director wasn't really big into uh, going off script. It sounds but, difficult to make but that we, funny. We, we only had a, uh, so much film, so I knew that if I, if I took my takes... That I could get it in. Because mm, he's not going to just keep on reshooting and reshooting. No, no, no. What was no. one of the jokes that you that you managed to do, to slip into this episode of Barnaby Jones about a uh, drug, a uh, 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 a camp for drug addicted yeah, children? Yeah, yeah. So so it's me around a fire, um, and it's uh, uh eight. It's about eight, uh, about thirteen year olds. And they're all uh, doing various drugs. That's what brought them there. Mm -hmm. uh, meth, what have you. And I say, I'm, and at this point, I'm making a big, because I just caught one of them in their room shooting up. So I'm making a big scene of it. I, I'm throwing like needles and, and all paraphernalia into the fire, <laughs> into the campfire. And I'm like, you think these are so drugs? So and, then I, wow. and then I pull down my pants and I go, these are drugs. And I point to my butt. And I and I fart and and, and I, we all know what's coming. I do it like a funky chicken you where can't my elbows. Fart. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, these kids, to their credit, they did not break. I thought this would get them. professional. I thought this would get them. Wow. But the, these kids all went on to be just oh, Oscar. And you're saying that's people. the take that ended up in the TV show. That is the take. Impressive. That is the take. Season two, Barnaby Jones. 
Episode eight. You were also on uh, Hill Street Blues oh, in 1981, mm-hmm. another police drama. Uh, you were playing a guy who's trying to buy a hot dog from a detective who was undercover <laughs> as a hot dog seller. Yep. Now, this one sounds funny. Was this one funny also? This this was actually a serious take. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. so, so in the 80s, comedies are done. When when we start when we got to eighty one it was over there was nothing more I don't coming laugh out anymore people we're were done. we were watching serious tales we just had ten years of Robin Williams exactly we are exactly. done laughing it's nineteen eighty exactly now. Uh, and and at this point uh-huh. I had been a, a, a comedian on the road and and had much success mm-hmm. uh, so I was kind of over and I was trying to give give my serious take um, I, I saw young upstarts and I, and I said I could. I could do that. I mm. could do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I roll up to this uh, this hot dog salesman, which I know my character knows. I brought this to the scene. My, I knew my character <laughs> knew that he was an undercover salesman. Mm. Mm. Another cover cop, you mean? Another yes, a salesman. Cover salesman. He was a he was a in a cop's uniform, but he was undercover selling hot dogs. Oh, so wow. he was yes. he was in a cop car. Oh, I guess the Wikipedia had that switched. Wow. Yeah, you. That's a felony, I believe. Right? Yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> pretend to be a cop so people don't know you're a hot dog seller. Exactly. That's illegal. Exactly. So I, I I'm I'm bringing this insider knowledge. So when you go back and watch the clip, mm-hmm. just just watch it with that. Mm. Uh, but I go I go up to the truck uh, and I have my hot dog hat on because <laughs> I know what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. So I, I I knock I rap twice on the window a rap a rap he rolls it <laughs> <laughs> he rolls the window down. <laughs> and I say, sir, I'd like to buy a hot dog. And I put that little gravel in there. I said, I would mm. like to buy a hot dog. Dramatic. Mm. And he looks at me and he says, you're under arrest. <laughs> and I say, you think that's arrest? And then I pulled down my pants, mm-hmm. <laughs> showed him my asshole. Okay. And then I said, well, you can take your hot dog. And chew on it. And you're saying this read as dramatic. This was not funny at all. No, because no one in the scene laughed. Wow. So I so it was a serious That's thing. Strong. I have to that ask, sounds strong. You are farting this whole time, <laughs> not spewing diarrhea everywhere. No, by think- by by that point in the this is eighty one, by mm-hmm. by that point I had already achieve total bowel control. Yeah, when you have wow. diarrhea your whole life, you yeah. you know how to control it. Dude, you've accomplished total uh, bowel control. Yeah, uh, reaching Nirvana. We like, are. It was a like Kegels before. Quickly Kegels. running out of time. Yeah. I want to ask you last question, H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft. So no penis, not interested in sex. Yeah. In 1924, you get married to a woman named Sonia Green. Yippee. Uh, your wife oh, yeah. is quoted as saying that you performed satisfactorily as a lover. Yep. Okay. Though she had to take all the initiative in all aspects of the relationship. But I was shy. <laughs> Could you? I got a little. In the minute that we have left. After with my mom, I was a little gun shy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did that work? How did you manage to have even a satisfactory sexual performance with no peener at all? You can do a lot with your hands, mouth, and when an animal is eating you out from behind. Oh, mm. so you would have yeah. animals eating your butt. Mm. I just like every time I pulled it down, my pit, something would jump in my butt and start <laughs> eating me. You know what I mean? And sometimes it would push me to do better. Other times it would just like make me chase animals away from me naked. Okay. Which, fun, fun, fun. in which case, I would chase something. Something else would eat me ass from behind. Yeah. Eat me ass from behind. And eat me ass from behind. Eat me ass from behind. Eat me ass from behind. What were you saying about Richard Pryor? He he had one single. Like mm. before, Eddie had had my girl wants to party all the time. Mm-hmm. Richard had eat me ass. Eat, eat me, me ass. And he did an Irish thing. <laughs> eat me ass. Well, this is a very mature way to end uh, this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I would like to thank my guests, H.P. Lovecraft and John Witherspoon, for joining me in the studio today. Uh, One one final question. Uh, I know it's a little weird, but do either of you have any comedians that you're really big fans of, your comedy shows that you're big fans of that you want to tell people about? Uh, John Witherspoon, anything you want to tell people about? Yes, I'm, I've been following this guy. His name is uh, Vilek Graham. He's, he's in a show at the uh, the Magnet Theater March 20th, that's a Friday, at 7 p.m. It's called Conspiracy. And what that team does, they, they take conspiracies that you've heard of and they tell you how those came about. They give you the backstory behind any conspiracy, like, oh, that's fun. like you know, who, who killed 
John F. Kennedy. Ooh. We'll let you know. Yeah. Okay, that's fun. Uh, uh, and uh, what's the name of that show again, and where's it going to be? Uh, this name of the show is called Conspiracy with an Explanation Point. Right. And it's going to be at the Magnet Theater at On 7 March p.m. March 20th. Yes, March right. 20th, 320. And H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, anything you want to tell people about? Uh, I'm a big fan of Pat May, and you can see him on video. Uh, if you go to your YouTube search engine mm. and type in Video Games Improv, he does a show where he plays video games and does improv at the same time. Uh, 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 weekly episodes every week. We had Black Graham on, yeah, and he yeah. fucking crushed. I saw that one. And uh, also, thank you. And also, uh, he's such a good guy. And also, we have uh, Metal Boy, which is uh, his house team, mm-hmm. is going to be wrapping up soon. But they're doing a new show on the weekends, kind of called uh, Your Worst Idea, nice. where someone brings in their worst sketch idea ever, and then we like do improv around it and kind of make it like better. And they're in on the joke. It's super fun. It's going to be February 15th at 6 p.m. at the Magnet Theater. Could, All right. Can I bring in that camp counselor scene? Yes, you can. That okay. sounds hilarious. Fun. Okay. I am, That'd of course, great. your host, Jared Berenson. You check out all my stuff at jaredberenson.com. Uh, the next episode of Stand Up 2020, the comedy show slash voting rights uh, show, will be happening on Friday, March 6th at 7.30 p.m. at the Pitt Theater. Uh, special headliner to be announced. All proceeds go to voting rights organizations. Swing Left is there to register you if you're not registered, but you don't have to you know, go there and register to vote. You can just come and check out a really great show and know that your money's going to a great cause. Uh, if you're listening to this on the radio, find the podcast. All the old episodes are up there and they're hilarious. Hit me up at Famous Dead People at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Famous Dead People.